Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Uh, are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready for this. Where is he? Bang! <laughs> Guy by the name of Scalabrini, maybe uh-huh. <laughs> Brian Scalabrini. Is there? I don't know if there's any other Scalabrini. Yeah, he's the only one. The white, the white Mamba. Yeah, look at you got a Christmas mug and a USC jersey. It feels like Christmas. Celebrating with, over there with all these wins. Hey, you know? listen, I was rooting hard for you guys, big time, because you're playing the Oregon Ducks, and you know I root for yeah. Washington, so. I mean, I think Washington fans hate Oregon more than they don't like WSU, honestly. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. You, you'd have to take a poll. So but. fight on, man. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> we got a bit. Okay, who are you rooting for this week or tomorrow? Because we're playing the Zags. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to have to maybe pull for the Zags a little bit. But then again, they're, they, they're undefeated and they're the top seed and I got to root for an underdog. That's usually what I do when it's not one of my teams. So Zags for history's sake with the undefeated thing, but USC because of you and because they'll be taking down the top seed. So I, I don't know. I'm a little on the fence. Convince me to come to the Trojan side. Probably both of the Mobleys are going to leave after this year. Uh-huh. You know, One's a freshman. Evan, the one that's all world, he's a freshman. The other one, Isaiah, he's a beast. He's a sophomore. But – they're probably both going to leave. Yeah. You know, so this is our only chance. Mark, Mark few is always in yeah, the I know. tournament. I know, but never <laughs> and, and won I, the whole thing though. I, I root for him because yes, exactly. So I just want the winner of this game to win it all. Okay. Fair enough. I want, I mean, obviously look, look, I'm wearing yeah, Trojans. I and I'm, a, I'm only shout out to my man, Jeff, Jeff Trapagne. Cause I usually wear his Jersey. Uh huh. Um, we haven't lost in his jersey, but it's getting a little ripe. I haven't washed it since the Pac-12 <laughs> tournament, to be honest. So, uh, and I'm hiding it from my wife so that she doesn't wash it. Right? Yeah, you wash can't wash off the good stuff. No. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, no. We're winning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, not... superstitious. <laughs> yes. I knew you were going there. Go for it. I'll let you have it. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Hey, you ready to let uh, Turban in here and start the show? Let's do it. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Oh. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. Takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy catfish. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my best? I got your back. That's no fun. The player. Trouble playing. Thunder. All one ready. Please. Russell looking. Go Hawks. Russell scrambling. Go Hawks. Pump faking. Go Hawks. Still looking. Now he spins out. We got a fly, baby. 35 40. Down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's going to go. Yes. Go. go. 20. 10. They do it again. Touchdown. 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 Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. I'm super Seahawk fan, Brett Davern. <laughs> I was going to just say super fan, and then 
I don't know why I threw the team name in there, but I did, so that's how it goes. Uh, he is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu, and joining us on this episode is another Seahawks legend. You guys know him as Turbo, the guy with the big biceps. It's Robert Turbin. Welcome to the show, man. Oh, still got him. Look at that. What's up? There they are. What are those, 22s? What do, what do we call Loaf, man. Loaf, you look like you can still come down here and 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 and, and smack somebody. I mean, I got a couple plays, man. You know, show your origin goal line. That's what I got say. It. That's all I got. That's all I got for you. Hey, be, before we get really rolling on this episode, let me remind everyone that our sponsor for this episode and for all of our episodes has been betonline.ag, the best sponsor in the business, also the best place to make your online wagers for anything in the world of sports and beyond betonline.ag. They've got a 24-7 online casino that never closes. Also, of course, the world of sports is going crazy right now. you got March Madness, you got the NBA, UFC is always going on, football's coming back soon. You can place some drafts, uh, sorry, some bets on the draft. Um, and where you do all that is betonline.ag. Lofa, the promo code is... Believe, spelled B-L-E-A-V. That's betonline.ag, your online wagering experts all right guys i mean where should we start there's a lot of seahawk news march madness is going on we were talking some hoops um i'll leave it up to you where do you guys want to start with this episode i mean brett always wants to talk about drama so it you know rightfully so he is he is a hollywood actor yeah you know Uh, i love the drama all right, all so right. If you want to take it there, I'm sure Turbo would be ready to, to answer or feel good. I'm ready. All right, well. This is promise me you can put me in touch with somebody, you know, because I want to be a Hollywood actor too, man. I'm okay. trying to get on your level. Yeah, we'll do that. Oh, okay. We could we could hook that up. No problem. Sure, I'll just make like one phone call. You'd be the star of the next movie, you know? Um, it's done. No, I mean, look, honestly, guys, I was camping all last week. I spent in Death Valley here in California. I've been away, and then I come back, and I check Twitter, and the Seahawks went from making like... Like no moves, it seemed like during the offseason to making a bunch of moves. Uh, which one was your favorite one from the over the course of the last week? I've got I've got my pick in my Zoom background here. I like that move. That's a nice move. Yeah, that's a nice move. I put Chris and, Carson back there. And, and being a running back, you know, I, I I would go with that one. But at the end of the day, you know, loaf, you know what time it is. You know, you're a defender. I like the collection of moves because I can't just pick one. The collection of moves they made on defense. Now, obviously, uh, getting the guard from the Raiders was a big was a big move for the uh, you know for the Seahawks. Yep. Resigning uh, Pokic, I think is how you pronounce his yeah. last name. Posick. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you know, getting some guys back on that offensive line. Obviously, that was kind of the the huge topic at the start of the off season, right? right? With, Russell and, and the whole protection thing. Um, but, you know, you could have still gotten those guys and and not been able to, to get uh, uh, Dunlap back. Mm-hmm. The kid that they signed from the 49ers who had double digit yeah, sacks. Yeah, Kerry Hyder. Yep. Right. Who had double digit, digit sacks last season. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yeah. That is what's going to put you over the top and win championships for you. Being able to put pressure on the quarterback in this passing league these days, right? And obviously being able to stop the run. Now, I think the next two moves that Seattle needs to figure out how to make, and I say figure out because, as you guys know, and, and it's not that simple in, in, when, when in the business. Yeah. When it comes to the finances and the salary cap 
and stuff like that, right? You have to, that's why guys are re, you know, structuring contracts, right? They're trying to maneuver things and kind of, you know, find a loophole, right? To be able to sign other guys. Right. But they got to bring KJ back. And and, I, and and if they can find a way to get Sherm uh, to come back, he's an expensive player, mm-hmm. but if they can work a deal to get Sherm to, to, to play that left side of the corner again, I think they're set on defense and you can, you can book uh, the Seattle Seahawks winning the NFC West again. Wow. Oh, I love that. Sign me up. I mean, Lofa said, I like the drama. I mean, talking about Sherman coming back, that's right up my alley. That's, that's entertainment central. That's, I love that idea. Uh, Lofa. I mean, you got to love an offensive guy here talking about defense. What, what, what oh, was your favorite move from the last week? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Resigning Carson was huge. You know, mm-hmm. we, especially with the way Pete wants to get that run game going again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but defensively, yeah, with, uh, with Hyder, um, you know, I l- liked him all the way back to his Detroit days when he had, he had double digit sacks back there. I think he was like an undrafted free agent or a late pick and, you know, was balling over there. And then I was worried we weren't going to get Dunlap back. And it did, you know, as we said, it came at the expense of, we, we had to let go of Jay Reed which, you know, that hurts. He just saw me picked up with the Chiefs. So that's going to be dangerous over there. Back yeah, wow. Reunited with uh, Frank, yeah. Mm-hmm. But because um, really with Jay Reed, you just – you missed that that dog up front, you know. that, And uh, maybe they found it in Carlos. You know, I'm, I'm guessing that's maybe the chemistry that they, they like. But, um, yeah, those are those well, are the two biggest additions. And I, I love where you're going with the Sherm pick. I, I've been yeah. I've been hitting him up saying, Sherm, come on home. Me oh, too. have you really? Me too. Wait, have, wait, hold on. Have you guys really been texting Richard Sherman? Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> and what does he say? Is he coming back to Seattle or not? I think he's still upset about the FCF. You know, I, I played on his team for the championship game and we lost. Oh. <laughs> I had an opportunity to score and I didn't. So he might be a little bit salty. Okay. Right? So he's. Which is okay. You know, friends, they get salty with each other. So he's know. ghosting you right now? He's radio silent? He's ghosting, he's ghosting me. He, but I know his heart is good, though. His heart is pure. Sherm, he's not one of those guys that just, like, he's not a cat. You know, yeah, he, he's, I, he's pure. I, too, haven't got a response. But when I threw it out there, right, you know, you got to put it out and put that energy out into the universe. In one of the comments, you know, on his uh, Instagram, you know, everybody's like, yo, tell him to come back. And I was like, I'm not going to tell him to do anything, but I'll ask him to come back. Sherm, you coming back? And, you know, he gave me one of those emojis, you know, oh, the hands arms up, up in the air. Like, what are you going to do? I think, I think he's, will. you know, he wants to win. Yeah. You know, that's, that's Definitely. the Sherm we know, right? Turbo. And uh, that's Sherm everybody knows. Yeah. And and this is his best opportunity to go get another ring, I believe. Well, he'll be able to help Seattle win because right now they're secondary at the corner position. And, and to your point, Loaf, about, you know, Jaron Reed, they did bring back Puna. OK. Yeah. Huge. And, and you know, and, and which was huge. And they re-signed uh, Big Al. Woods. Yep. Okay? yep. And so, you know, obviously Al is probably he's older, you know, so which is, doesn't mean he can't play, though. You yeah. know, age is not is not a factor. As much as people think, and, and to your to your point, sir, it's like, like KJ Wright. You know, the last two years have been his most productive. Exactly, and, his and, older years, right? And his so older years. You I know? really, really want to get him back under contract, just because the, the leadership. You know, they um, don't have anybody. I mean, the, the young the young kid is. You know, he's he got a lot of talent, but we're talking about winning championships right now in Seattle. You know, it's been very disappointing the last couple seasons. They, you know, they should have been in the NFC Championship at least 
one of the years out of the last three, in my opinion. I mean, they had the roster to do it. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody was so frustrated this year. Yeah. Don't remind Brett. Don't oh, remind we've Brett. Got this roster. No, I'm, I'm still frustrated and about that. <laughs> we get eliminated in the first round by the Rams? I know. Yeah. I know. It's embarrassing. I know. It's embarrassing. That's why everybody's pissed yeah. off. So yeah. it's like, you know, you, Sherm is somebody and, and KJ is somebody like, yeah, you can play a young guy, but the young guy to me is not ready to go to the NFC championship game as a starter and really, you know, plug it in and, and, and make plays maybe as a backup. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. you got to have KJ, that veteran guy uh, uh, to be there, to be able to really solidify that defense. Well, let me ask you about the drama that we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks then on this show, because uh, I mean, you, you just said you, you had him in your, in your basketball game there, you're obviously close with him. I mean, is the is the drama finally over with QB3? The storm Can we stop over. talking about this? It's over now. Good. It's over. Good. Is it? Over. Okay. I know, like, there was, like, still, like, oh, like, there's, there's, like, a little bit of space in there. Like, man, the Bears could still go get them, you know? I'm still, right. I'm still worried about draft day. And so nah, it's over. Putting it's together. Over. Who, who are you going to get? I'm not it's saying – no, I'm, I'm worried about the Hawks shuffling up and going and getting someone. With all these – I mean, you saw the Niners traded. Jimmy G's our guy. Well, they just traded. Yeah, that's true. To move and all the way up. What? He should, John Lynch shouldn't have went up there and lied like that. As soon as he said that, I was like, come on. Come on, John. Really? Just be honest. Yeah. You know, just be honest. Like, hey, you know, we'll see what happens, right? <laughs> yeah. Even if Seattle d- does make a move, they do something crazy. They go get Sam Darnold. They don't – these, they're going to be a backup to run, at least for this year. Mm-hmm. My prediction is this: if Seattle doesn't make it to the NFC Championship game this season, it's over. Yeah, between Russell and the team, you mean? I think they'll. they'll part. I don't know this for a fact, obviously, but no, I, I believe you. I, I think it's over. That's just the standard, man. Sometimes that's just what it is. Yeah, you got to kind of break like, up every once in a while. Like you're trying to keep the relationship going, but yeah. we both know it, it's on the rocks and. You know, sometimes and you honestly, gotta just cut ties. A uh, 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 first round exit, second round, it's, it's second round exit. It's not for a lot of teams. That's great. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, for the Miami Dolphins, you know, they go to the mm-hmm. playoffs, first round exit. Oh, what a great season! Yeah, what a fantastic. That's just not the step. You know, it is. It is what it is. Right. It's right. not the standard in Seattle. It's NFC Championship game or bust, kind of. Yeah. You know? and, like, yeah. and if they don't make it. I think Russell and the team. I think they. I think they part ways, man. So this is so this season. It all comes down to this season. This t- season's going to determine a lot. Then in your mind, it's going to determine a lot in my wow. mind. But there's no pressure. I don't think there's like they're approaching like, oh my god, we gotta. Yeah. And, and it's like a tense because Pete doesn't coach that way. Russell doesn't play that way. Bobby and these other leaders, they don't play that way. They don't play with like you know all this. They're going to be Seattle. They're going to be the Seahawks. So in my opinion, they're going to be fine. And in my opinion, if they can get KJ right back and find a way to get Sherm, yeah, they'll be in it. I, I, I think that yeah. if they stay healthy, takes care of itself. In the NFC Championship game, in my opinion, but they got to get to that game in order for this relationship to survive. Is it Russell or is it the team though? That's see, Lofa, this isn't going away. See, we say the drama's over, but it's not really over because if that were to happen, if it goes down that way, if they have another early exit and it's time for him to go or whatever, is it the team moving on from Russell or is it Russell moving on from the team? That's a good question. It's it's mutual. Mm-hmm. I know that's probably not what you're looking for, 
No, we, I hear you. What we want to do is we want to like, you know, we want to pick sides. Yeah. And we want to be able to point the finger at somebody. Right. But a lot of times, you know, it just comes to this point where it's just like, you know, it, it just yeah. didn't work out. Shake yeah. hands, no animosity, let bygones be bygones, you know, whatever the case may be. It's just over. Yeah. You know, we 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 did a think about what they're doing right now. Seattle, right? They didn't do anything early in the offseason. I, I told people on Twitter, I said, be patient, right? All of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. They're making these moves. They're not done making moves, right? We talked about who they need to bring back, right? And who they need to bring, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're not done making moves. Yeah. Obviously, the draft is coming up. So mm-hmm. think about what they're doing. They're preparing yeah. for another championship run. You know? Yeah. So so, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, Russell likes what's going on. Obviously, Seattle, you know, they know what's up. They're making these moves. And listen, if it doesn't work out, it's just one of those things where it's just like, maybe, you know, maybe I need to start a new chapter somewhere else. And Seattle feels the same way. Like, yeah, we need to start a new chapter with a new quarterback. How it's should one of those that happens naturally? Before I go, think about KJ, right? Think about KJ. Yeah. KJ is like, I mean, everybody who watches KJ, we know what you're worth. I come on, I, yeah, man. I, he's big time. He's big time. He's unbelievable. Big time. Yeah, yeah. real. Yeah, but the market, the market is 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 showing what you what you're worth. So Seattle's like, okay, listen, go go experience. Yeah. You know, we we're not gonna hold you back from getting as much money as you want. So go experience the market and see what it what you know what you can do. Yeah, yeah, and. It'll it'll tell it'll tell us you know <laughs> eventually you'll probably end up coming back like a Dunlap and some of these other guys. It feels like Russell Wilson's the biggest free agent signing they've had this offseason, but it didn't go down like that. Obviously, <laughs> but it, right. it just sort of feels right. like oh, we got our player back, sort of, even though he was never gone. What is happening? Right. <laughs> it feels yeah. strange. Here's the key, Lo. When they hit a rough spot next season. Because it, it happens for every it time. It happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whether it's early or late, somewhere in the middle, right? You know, and they've always been pretty good at enduring through that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Last year was one of the first times where it was like they went through this rough patch and did they didn't really re- they, you know they didn't really recover really, yeah. right? I mean, first yeah, round yeah. exit, you know, kind of sloppy towards the end of the season, right? Lost to the Giants and things like that. Championship teams, man, they dominate the team that they're supposed to. Dominate. Every now and then you'll get a trap game, but for the most part, you know you dominate teams that you're supposed to dominate. You know, mm-hmm. so that'll tell when they hit a rough spot. They hit a loss. We're used to seeing them. Okay, they have a you know a slide, maybe middle or even early on, and then as has always happened in December, you know they've just put teams away mm-hmm. and then ran right into the uh, the postseason confident. And you're right. We didn't see that, you know, really this year. Even last year, uh, I know we, we beat Philly, right, in the playoffs. Um, right. Right. And But it was um, – it, it's been different than, than years past. Well, right. let me – so I got to ask then, because we're talking about drama, we're talking about adding players or not, or, you know, what happens if they hit a rough patch and all that stuff. I mean, let's talk about adding Richard Sherman. Let's go back to this for a second, because last time he was in a Seahawks uniform, I mean, fans, you know, there's s- certain blow-ups on the sidelines. It seemed like there were problems between him and some of the coaching staff, perhaps. We don't really know. I mean, you guys know him personally and in, in a way that obviously I don't and fans don't. I mean, 
adding him on, then if they do hit that rough patch, like, does he create some drama maybe? Potentially? Should we be worried about that? Man, this is the NFL, man. We ain't got time for that shit. I mean, my bad. It's fine. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't got time for that. I love it. Sherm yeah. is going to be Sherm at the end of the day, and you need it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You need the you need the intensity. You need, need the dog. leadership, and you need somebody with the IQ out there on the field, and someone with experience who's been in those big games before. Yeah, a guy who can keep his composure and help everybody else. As good as Quandre Diggs is, and as good as Jamal Adams is, guess what? They've never been in those games. Period. They've been on sorry ass teams their whole career. Let's just keep it real. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's happening when it comes to the playoffs. Bring Sherm. Bring the veteran. So fans Let make too big a deal. Let's help them understand what's up. You know what I'm saying? As a DB, like Bobby and KJ, they're obviously, but you know, they're still linebackers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you need somebody in the room. Well, you I need think somebody in the DB room. Yeah. And I mean that that veteran presence, that leader, the one that's been there, done that, Pro Bowls, Super Bowls, everything. I think that's what Sherm could really bring to the table in terms of uh, getting that room on the same page because a lot of the a lot of the problems that went through uh, the passing game last year was just miscommunication on the back end. It really wasn't horrible coverage or it was just, you know, guys wide open because, oh, well, I didn't know I still had that route. I thought this is where you take it over. Sherman will clean all that up. Yeah. Period. And here's the other thing about the NFL that people have to understand. And I, and I said this on Twitter, you know, some weeks back, you know, when they were talking about, you know, Sherm and his attitude. I said, look, man, first of all, number one, this is this is the business. This is a business. So, you know, personality and sometimes, you know, like that that uh, influences a decision made, you know, by an organization. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, this is business. Seattle drafted Sherm. Mm-hmm. So there was something that they loved about him in the beginning anyway. Anytime a relationship, you know, tears apart in some ways. As men, you know, we're, we're men out here doing business. You know, we all have a career. You got a GM career. You got a coaching career. You got a playing career, everything else. You know, athletic, you know, trainers, career. You know, it's all Anytime, like, you can always mend your relationship back together. As men, you can sit down as men, look each other eye to eye and say, and, and let bygones be bygones. Man, I could have I done this differently. Oh, man, I could have done that differently you know and you shake hands all right and you move forward yeah. you know guys let me tell you the story real quick in 2019 when i when i re-signed with seattle and and marshawn re-signed shortly after me right guys when i think it was ProSize hurt his knee or whatever he got injured one mm-hmm. of the games this was like week i don't know 14 or mm-hmm. something like that right? yeah now, i hadn't really talked to john since my release, and I was pissed. High ankle sprain, third week of the uh, uh, preseason, right? Going into that 2015 season or whatever, right? And there was just a lot of stuff that would go on, you know, with, with, you know, with just being a running back, just being the number two guy. That just, you know, people just didn't understand on the outside that I had to like deal with, you know. I mean, it was just, and we had a real, you know, you know how our team was. I mean, we had just characters everywhere. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so I wasn't very happy, like going into the last, the, the year I got released. Like my attitude was totally different. I mean, if you ask anybody, I didn't talk to anybody. I, you know, I wasn't just, I wasn't me. I wasn't the normal turbo. 
you know, it's because I was upset and I was really determined at the same time, but I was really upset at all the like the shit, you know, that was just going on. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it was annoying. Ancillary anyway, noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I left, I left kind of like, you know, well, fuck you guys, you know, yeah. fuck, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. I'm, you know, I don't want to speak to you guys ever again, you know, and, and the relationship was not great between yeah. myself and the organization, you know, and some years went by. I, I signed with the, the Colts in 2016. I became uh, teammates with Frank Gore. Learned a lot. I learned more from Frank Gore in the two years that I was teammates with him than anybody throughout my entire career. Yeah. And Frank was one of these guys who would talk to everybody. And Lo, you can, you can attest to this probably a little bit. Like you know, when I came in as a young player, you kind of were. It was kind of this like players against management kind of thing. Like you know, all these guys don't really care about you. They they'll cut you in a heartbeat. They'll yeah, use very, you. Very very business like and very yeah. like you know you know yeah. they'll use you up and spit you out. And Frank was one of these guys that would talk to everybody. Like Frank. You know, why do you talk to everybody? Do, do you know that the, you know this guy is the guy who comes in the locker room to bring me to the offices so he can get cut? I don't get it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, you know, right. man, right. man, it's all you know. That's when I really learned about like relationship. That's all relationship, man. You know, like you know, it's gonna be over anyway. Everybody at some point, like, hmm. what's the point of being like, you know, upset or you know, it's it's nobody against anybody. It's everybody just doing their job. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. whether they do it good or not, yeah. they're they're doing their job. Right. You know, so 2019, I made a phone call to John after ProSize was injured, and as soon as John answered the phone, I've never told the story in any podcast before because it's kind of private. But uh, as soon as he answered the phone, the first thing he t- started talking about was, "Hey, what's up, Turbo Man? Listen." Uh, we've already got, you know, three other running backs on our roster. You know, I think we're, we're still pretty set there. And, uh, but I, you know, I appreciate you calling everything. I said, John, I'm not calling about the running back spot. That's not the reason why I'm calling. I get it. I already know. I know the roster. Seattle is the team that I pay attention to the most, you know, since, since I've been out of the league, right. That's still, that's still my squad. That's still my guys over there. That's my city. You know, the fans still support me. When I'm doing other stuff, TV or whatever, right? Right. right. Uh, they're the best fans in the NFL. But I said, John, the reason why I'm calling is because, you know, some years ago when I left the team, I don't think I really left on great terms. And I told him, I said, you know, one day I may want to coach for the Seahawks. I may want to have a front office position with the Seahawks, you know, and become a general manager like you one day. Who knows, you know, but – I'm not going to be able to do that if our relationship isn't good, you know, if it's not great. Mm-hmm. And, and I told him, I said, I'm calling, like, of course, I would love to come and play for your team again, but that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling because I want to ensure that going forward from this phone call on that our relationship is good. It's pure and it's golden. There's no, there's no animosity. There's nothing, there's no ill will between me and you or anybody else in the organization. I said, that's why I'm calling and yeah, sure, if an opportunity presents itself, I'd love to play, but I don't care. I don't care about that anymore. You know, the, the thing that I care about mostly is relationship because you never know what's going to happen in the future, five, 10 years down the road when you really are too old to play, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And he was taken back by that, you know? And the first thing he said after was like, you know what, man, listen, if you want to be a part of this thing, I can make you a part of this thing. You know, we'll see what happens, you know? 
what happened a couple weeks later. Carson yep. and uh, who's who's the uh, other kid? Rashad Penny. Go down in the same game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. I remember. And, and, you know, and guess who's calling my phone? John. <laughs> That's right. You know, John. That's wild, man. You know, he can't, you know, after that first conversation, he brought me in for a workout a couple days later, didn't sign me, but it was cool because I got to see everybody. I got to sit down with John, shake hands. Everything was cool. I yeah. felt good about it. I was like, you know what? I didn't get signed after this workout, but I know for a fact now moving forward, our relationship is straight. And that's all I yeah. cared about. Yeah. A couple weeks later, I get a call back, you know, after those guys go down to, to, to bring me back onto the team and sign me, you know, what a blessing, but that's what I'm saying. I say all of that to say, you know, when, when, it, when it, as it pertains to Sherm and even KJ, when he's talking about, man, I'm worth this and I'm worth that. And there might be some friction there. You can always come back to the table as men shake hands as a pro and, yeah, and do business. You know what I'm saying, Loaf? It's no, for sure. It's I mean, when I left, and this was it's been, Brett. It's been so long that we never even brought it up on you know our, our show. Yeah. But me and Pete were not on the best of terms, and this is where you know Brett's always had a question. Well, what is it with him and his star players? Well, yeah. Sometimes not, a lot of people leave with kind of I mean, quite literally, sometimes a middle finger up in the air. Yeah, <laughs> that has happened towards the sideline. I mean, it no, happens I mean, with this team. Yeah, right. and um, but. You know, as men and as professionals, more importantly, when they called me, because I still stayed in touch with John. I hadn't talked to Pete since I was released in 2011. Uh-huh. But I kept in touch with John because I just love talking football. I love finding prospects. And one day I wanted to be a scout. And so when John called me back after that Super Bowl and asked me to coach, I was like, well, I don't know how our relationship is. I mean, I know we're cool, but I don't know if Pete wants me to coach like Tell Pete to call me. Like, I don't know why everybody, Mo Kelly, Cam, um, you know, KJ, they had everybody reach out to me except for Pete. And I'm like, eventually me and him got to sit down and just talk. And, yeah. and so when we did, you know, Pete was like, yo, how are things between us? And I was like, shit, man, you tell me. Like, because <laughs> kind of like you're saying, last time I checked, it was like, okay, F you, F you. Right. <laughs> but, but, but we still shook hands because – you know, we did a lot of winning together at USC, but <laughs> of course I knew he threw that in there. But so, but so when I, when I came back, I go, look, I don't give a shit about that stuff. It's in the past. I just want a Super Bowl ring. And I know, right. and that's really all that it comes down to in this long roundabout way that me and Turbo are talking about it. At the end of the day, Sherm just wants to win another ring because he's, he's, he's thinking about it. You know, well, I'm not saying he's thinking about his legacy, but that's what's left on the line. Hall of Fame, you know, everything else. That's yeah. all that's left for him. So, and you got to finish strong. Sometimes that you finish, have to. That you finish have to. is, you know, like that's why when people talk about like Patrick Mahomes already being a Hall of Famer, like, yeah, like come on, come on, people, like the guy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it's even a debate for Marshawn. Like, I, you know, I think he's a Hall of Famer. But honestly, it's a debate. It is, you know, a debate. like it is. I it's, think it's a Hall like, of Famer. It's just the facts. Marshawn you know, Lynch like, is yeah. absolutely a Hall of Famer. Write it down. Yeah. He should be but, in tomorrow. But yeah. I bet you, I bet you, they make him wait, just like they did I, a T.O. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. 
that's the problem with the that's the problem with the media though don't you think i mean that's that's absolutely that's the same with to it's yeah yeah yeah, totally robert uh speaking of marshawn real quick give give us a marshawn story behind the scenes in the locker room something that the fans uh might not have heard about or something that might surprise us uh being a teammate of marshawn lynch for so long like you were i don't even know where to start Yeah. Well, what about that year when you guys came back together like you were talking about? I mean, that had to be kind of fun for you guys. I tell you what, you want me to be honest? Marshawn, so the day that I signed uh, back to Seattle in 2019, my sister died the Mm. same day. Mm. Okay. She was my older sister. She she was 39. And uh, Marshawn, you know, we're from the same area. You know, he grew up more in Oakland and I grew up more so in Fremont, which is kind of like a 20 minute, uh, uh, you know, distant there. But, you know, most of my family are in Oakland. I, I went to church every week in Oakland. Every, like my dad was a pastor there, you know, and stuff like that. And so and uh, and so uh, I couldn't attend the funeral because we were in the playoffs, obviously. Oh, my gosh. But what Marshawn did was he uh, he has a restaurant there in Oakland. And so. He closed it down for the day for my family to be able to have the repast there at his restaurant for, you know, three or four hours or whatever it was. And he had his staff and his family make all the food and everything like that. So we all we had to do was just show up and eat, you know, my family, you know, and he took care of everything else, didn't charge me anything. Hmm. So if you want to know who Marshawn is and what he what who he really is, you know, uh, aside from the antics and stuff like that, that's who he is right there. That yeah. that that's Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I think yeah. I think real Seahawk fans know that, and I appreciate you sharing that story. Pardon the brief interruption here while I tell you about our other sponsor, eBay. I had to slip this in afterwards because uh, Lofa and Turbo and I just kept talking and talking and talking, and quite frankly, I forgot to do the live read. So. Here it is, live, sort of, eBay. eBay.com slash sneakers is where you go for sneakers. They have a whole crew of people that authenticate every single pair of sneakers that are sold on eBay. And if you're looking to sell your sneakers on eBay, eBay is also the place to sell sneakers. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, eBay.com slash sneakers is where you go. That's eBay.com slash Sneakers. All right, back to our conversation. Well, let's move on from our favorite football team a little bit there, Turbo, and talk more about you because you got a lot going on. Turbo Talk podcast. I mean, what's going on on there? How did it get started? Tell us all about it. Yeah, so Believe actually approached me. This was, uh, this was what, 2019? Never really thought about doing a podcast, uh, but those guys over there, you know, talked about some really, really cool things. I've always been one of those personalities that wanted to be behind a mic, uh, more so behind a mic than a lens, but, you know, comfortable doing both. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the podcast, you know, when we were initially talking about it, it's like, what topic do you want it to be about? You know, and I'm just one of those guys where it's just, you know, like I have a versatile personality. Like as much as I love football, I don't want to just talk about football right. all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to talk about hoops I love, like, I, I, 
swear to you guys, like I promise you guys, if I could live another life, <laughs> I would be in the NBA. Yeah. I said the same thing. I would be. In, I love. No, I, I'm serious. I, yeah. I am too. In, like it's it's like in me. Like it's in me. Like a lot. Like it's like I gotta ask you about your recruiting process because I I wasn't I didn't get recruited out of high school. So I always that's my question for for any guys that. Uh-huh we talk ball with what was the recruiting process like and how did you end up at, at state yeah recruiting man the recruiting process is crazy because nobody had any experience you know the 30 years of existence that Irvington you know had had been there established nobody had ever gotten a football scholarship before I mean even even our class was the first class to ever like go to the playoffs go to the state championship game you know back-to-back years and stuff like that man so all this winning and stuff like that was was new for everybody and stuff like that. Here's the thing that I, I knew for, for me, 100%. Number one, I wanted to be Barry Sanders growing up. So I wanted to be a running back, although I was getting more offers to play safety because mm. I was, I was a good, I was all league. I was league MVP mm-hmm. on defense, d- defensive MVP. Playing like both ways. Huh? Playing both ways. In both ways, yeah. In both ways, and we went, went to a smaller school, so our, our team was, I think we were like maybe like 27, 28 deep. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a huge team, you know, so we played both ways. Uh, and so I had more offers to play defense, but man, my heart was on the offensive side of the ball. First thing was, I wanted to be a running back, the second thing was, I wanted to get out of California mm. because you know, most guys want to stay close to home. Yeah, I wanted to experience, I've never been out of California before. I just, I wanted to experience like what it was like to be somewhere else, mm-hmm. whole new state, you know, a whole new state of mind, different type of people, sure. all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So that was really important to me. So when San Jose state and those schools came around, it was just like, uh, you know, I, I'm not really interested. In that. Right. And, and when state came around, I looked at their situation. They hadn't been a really good team in a long time. My high school was the same way. I just got done talking about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And we were able to rebuild it and become like this great historic team. I mean, still to this day, nobody has done what we've done. Wow. And nobody's even made it back to the playoffs, you know, since our class left. And so I kind of wanted to bring that same kind of will and winning mentality to a team like Utah State instead of going to Oregon, who I felt like was going to be good with or without me, mm-hmm. you gotcha. know, right. and want to go somewhere where I could really make a difference. Yeah. And play running back, you know, which 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 yeah. was my heart, and so. But you know how it is, Lo. Like you, I, I think about it all the time. Because my coach was like, "I think you should go play defense, Turbin." I think, you <laughs> and I'm just like, "Coach, you know, I want to go. I want to. I want to play running back, you know." But I always think about, you know, how my career would have been different, right? If if I would have went to the defensive side of the ball, right? Lofa always Man, thinks I'm... about how his career would have been different if he would have kept playing quarterback. He's always Whoops. talking about it. <laughs> so I had I had three offers to go Division One and only uh-huh. one to play linebacker and one double A. And UConn, Rutgers, and Temple, they wanted me to be a quarterback. I was a quarterback and a middle linebacker in high school. Wow. Okay. And um and I was just like I did a quick uh brief look at the the landscape of the NFL. There were no five eleven quarterbacks and there were no Samoan quarterbacks. So you. But I saw a lot of Samoan linebackers and a lot of six feet, five eleven linebackers, you know. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a business decision and go play, you know, linebacker for Maine, and then transfer to SC. But I almost Oregon is where I almost ended up when I transferred too. That's wild. But, uh, so glad both of you didn't end up at Oregon. I wouldn't be able to talk to you guys. 
Uh, Turbo, let me ask you about the fan control football league. What's going on with this? I saw you lifting. I saw some videos, man. I saw the bench bench reps going on again. So the truth is I still want to play. Yeah. Okay. I want to play. And we want you to play. play I didn't play in 2020. And that hurt, you know, obviously retirement, like who, like who wants to fucking retire from playing football? Like, yeah. like, but, like, well, especially when the word retirement, it feels like it's for people in their, you know, yeah. mid sixties, seventies. I mean, you guys are so young yeah. when, when that like time eventually comes, you do get ready. Like eventually you're like, whew, glad I'm done with that. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, there's some aspects that you always miss, but it's just right. like, eventually you're just, but I'm not. I'm not, I always said that like, you know, when I don't want to be like great anymore, or if I don't have like the, the mental capacity to want to like work in the off season. Cause that's when guys, that's what guys really retire from. Is that that's, like, yes. Yeah. I don't feel like getting up and doing this, you know, anymore at six in the morning and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I like getting mm-hmm. up at eight, nine and doing something else. Or even if I am still getting up early, at least I don't have to like, Go lift some weights, you know. Yeah. I could just get on a bike, you know, do some cycling and, and, and still be good. <laughs> That's, <laughs> you know? the truth, That's the you truth. Know? It's, it's different, man. But I, you know, I still want to play. So, but I thought it was all I said, listen, 2020, if I don't get signed, I'm gonna retire, it's good. It's not, I'll do the radio stuff, the TV stuff that I'm going after for my post career career anyway. But um, but my manager. Matt Rogers, he called me and says, hey, man, you know, you should give this fan control football league a try. Uh, and it was towards the end of their season, and I didn't really know much about it, but I knew Marshawn was one of the owners of the team, right. one of the teams, one of the part owners of the Beast, you know. So I called Marshawn and said, hey, man, you know, what's going on with this uh, with this league? He's like, yeah, man, you know, I got ownership, yada, yada, yada. And I told him, I said, I want to play. Yeah. You know, he, he kind of laughed. He's like, for real? <laughs> I'm like, in <laughs> super Marshawn fashion, but I'm like, for real, man. I, was, I, I told him I was being, I was, I was being real genuine. Then he got serious once he, once he like, you know, realized that I was being genuine. I said, I want to play, man. I said, if, it, if it'll, if it'll give me just a little bit of film or tape, that'll help me, you know. Sure. Yeah. Why not? The league. One yeah. person sees it, you know, whether it's two plays or three or whatever it is. Uh, because that's kind of the knock on me, right? Like I don't have any real film since like 2018, and even in that year, uh, I was injured in week six. Mm-hmm. You know, came back in 2019. I had a couple plays in Philly, mm-hmm. but it was pass pro, didn't get the ball or anything like that, right? So it's so it's a lack of like resume yeah. over the last couple couple years. And so I'm like, man, you know, we're putting on the pads. If I can have an opportunity to play maybe that'll open up some doors. And so that's really what it was for. And then there were some off the field opportunities that presented itself as well. Some really cool business uh, opportunities that could come to fruition, uh, you know, later on uh, in, in the year and stuff like that, as it pertains to the business of the actual FCF football league, uh, which is another reason why I went out there and, and, you know, talked to the commissioner of the league and everything like that before I went. Uh, but mainly I wanted to get tape. And so, I got a little bit of tape, you know, was able to like, I scored on my first play on a pretty cool run uh, and everything like that. I only carried the ball like, you know, four or five times. 
Well, what is uh, what does fan controlled mean though? What what does it mean? Fan controlled. So everything is controlled by the fans. The play calls. Wow. The challenges. They do a draft uh, every week, pretty much, which is kind of weird. But guys switching teams all the time. Oh, you could be on a different team. Yeah, you can be on a different team every week, every couple of weeks. You can be on a different team. <laughs> I stayed on. I said, "Look, I'm not going to do the, right. Not, I don't want to do that." Yeah, yeah I was right. even though I did change teams, but it's only two games. Set I played, forget it. We, oh, beat, okay. we lost. It was a playoff game. We lost. So I'm like, "Well, I'm not about to just go home." <laughs> Put me <laughs> on the championship team. Someone else. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, we're going to the other team. That's so fun. Put me on Sherm's team. Oh, that's so fun. Like, okay, cool. Cool, but uh, but everything's controlled by the fans, man, and and, and it's uh, it's live. They do it live on Twitch, and it's actually it's actually a really really cool concept. Were yeah. you were you on the team when Lofa was coaching with the Seahawks? I wasn't yeah. on the team. I was think I? you. I came in twenty twelve. No, no, no. In fifteen and sixteen, he's asking, right? Oh, fifth, no, they released me. It, you were there for the off season. We were there for an off season together, right? I was there for the off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do remember. Yeah, that. and that's why I was saying I, I was like when he said, uh, "Oh, we're gonna have Turbo on." I was like, "I've seen Turbo's pod, and it's amazing." But I don't think I've ever heard Turbo actually talk when I was actually there for five yeah. months with him. Right. I, <laughs> all I remember was Turbo walking around with those big ass arms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I, I was never, never really much of a talker. Any, I was all, I've always been kind of an introvert. But that year, like I said earlier, yeah, it makes I was, sense. I, I, I don't I was in a different space mentally. I was, now looking back, it makes sense. It, you, you look pissed off, like, and from everything I'd heard, you know, from like Bobby and everybody that knows you, like, oh no, Turb, Turb just loves to have fun. He's, like, he's a great teammate, and you were always a great teammate. Let me get that out there. But um, you look like you were carrying something extra with you on those traps uh, and those triceps. I was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I got, I got to know how much are you curling? What do you, what do you put on the bar? Man, let me tell you something. When you be the older, when you become more of a veteran, all right, that heavy shit, you leave it. Okay. Birds. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. All right. I haven't, I haven't maxed out in a curl or, or in a long time. All right. All right. All right. But I know when I get to like rep 11, 12, you know, 13, 14, it, it, it hurts. It yeah. burns. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anything will come of this, but I was seeing on Twitter and following you on Twitter and everything and keeping up with everything. What happened a few weeks ago on Softy's show? Because we've had him on this show. Did something okay. go down? I saw, I saw you on Twitter just saying like, oh, you'll have to listen to it or you'll have to listen to it. Was there any drama or anything? I think what happened was. Well, first, some time ago, Softy sent out a tweet basically telling the Seattle fans that they should be upset at Russell. So mm. I just sent, I just responded with an emoji, rolling your eyes, because it's like, first of all, how are you going to tell other grown people how to feel about something because you feel that way? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what you're referring to. I think what you're referring to is my... One of my mentors, one of my OGs, Mike Rob, Michael Robinson, went on NFL Network and just, you know, he said some, said some things about the Russell situation, about, you know, how they should trade him and how he was responsible for a lot of the former uh, Seahawks not being there anymore. Mm. You know, he's gotten paid twice and his contract, uh, you know, has has affected, you know, some of the other decisions that 
Seattle has had to make. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, you know, I, I just responded with some facts. Which right. are, which are what? Which are, first of all, um, Russell, when he got his first contract, uh, kind of took a pay cut. I mean, he, would, he, would he make like 88, 89 million? Guys were getting like 100 million during that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially coming off two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. You know, True. Like, but he chose to take a little bit less money. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and he then, does. He's shouldering a lot of the blame for this public perception. Yeah. Not to get back to this, <laughs> it always comes back to this, Lofa, doesn't it? Then, you know, like when he, when he, when he, when he, like, even when he got his uh, his second contract, you know, leading up to that time, from you know fourteen to I want to say like eighteen or whatever, before he got his new deal, you know, Mike Rob was making all these you know accusations that like you know he was getting guys up out of there. Like, you know, like, but and he talked about the alphas. He said, you know, the alphas, but all the, all the best players from, from that time that we lost the title to the time that Russell got his, you know, his second con- or third contract, I should say, everybody was still on the team. Mm-hmm. 2015, you got Marshawn and Doug and Sharon yeah. and Earl and Cam and, Cliff and all these guys. 2016, they were all, yeah. all still there on the team. And mm-hmm. then in 2017, uh, Marshawn's obviously gone or whatever. But I mean, everybody else, you know, is still there now. Yeah. Unfortunately, you, you know, like you know, I think Cam got injured that year. Cam and Cliff got injured that year. Yeah, you know. Uh, but they were still on the roster, you know, they were still on team. So with mm-hmm. Sherm and Doug and some of these other guys, you know, like, and Frank Clark was coming into his own at, at this time. And so, and, and, and then even the next year, you know, Cam is, was still under contract, even though he couldn't, he tried to come back. Right. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. But he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Cliff was the same way. His, his injury ended up being career ending, but these guys were, you know, still under contract and stuff like that. You, you know what I'm saying? Even going back a couple years to have Mike B, right? Still, but, you know, 2018, like, these guys, Sherm, still on the team. Like, Earl, you know, kind of, you know, but he ended up getting injured that year, right? Threw up the middle finger. Yeah, hurt, yeah. So you got all these guys still on the team. So I was just, you know, I just, just like, what are you, what are you saying? Like, yeah. I just, just want yeah. to, yeah, sure. you know, be more, like, help me understand what you're, what you're saying. You I got you. I got you. Any sense, you know, you know, like if you're gonna, like obviously, like Russ is somebody. I'm not just coming to the defense of Russ because he's my friend. I mean, obviously, he's my friend. He knows that I would literally like die for him. Like if a bullet was coming at him, I jump right in front of that mother. You know what I'm saying? Like and die. That that's how much I care about our Doug. You know, but. You know, at the end of the day, like, I'm not saying, like, you know, bro doesn't have any faults. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you need to check his ego a little bit, in my opinion, you know? But, you know, whatever. We all got it. We're men. You know, it comes with it. You in what, what ways? In what ways? Yeah. Does he need to check his ego? Yeah. Well, this is... and That's personal. Okay. I've came to Russ's defense in that one because he is he is a superstar. It's, you know, he's not just a typical football player anymore. He has reached the heights of where few people 
go. Yeah. LeBron, all these other guys. Yeah. Like he's up there on that level. And, you know, so that's where I give him the benefit of the doubt with the ego and everything. Is that like, shit, man. I mean, I can't imagine that kind of pressure and that kind of, you know, you, being in that spotlight. Look, I'll tell you guys you, this. Uh, and, and oh, go ahead. The only reason why I feel comfortable telling you guys this is because I, this is something that I would say to him in his face. Okay. I wish, well, maybe, maybe wish is not the best term, but there's a lot of aspects to Arda, you know, he, 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 he's very heavily involved in the community. Obviously he's got a bunch of business savvy, you know, him and his wife do some incredible things together, both in the community, both in business, you know, and stuff like that entertainment, you know, Russ is a uh, is a celebrity in in more ways than other quarterbacks in the league, and yes. he knows that too. Like he knows it, you know, and some and he embraces that as well. Sometimes, maybe not too much, but during the season, these other guys, these great quarterbacks. The Aaron Rodgers is of the world, the Tom Brady's, you know, of the world. These are the heights that he wants to to get to the, the, the Drew Breeses of the world. When it's time to quarterback, they're quarterbacking. They're quarterbacking for 17 games plus the playoffs, you know. And 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 like sometimes I, I just what Russ is like. He's quarterbacking and then he's doing something else. He's quarterbacking and then he's, you know, he, he got this going on. And quarterbacking, he got that going on. And he's coming out with a new fragrance. He's doing, he got a new little clothing line, you know, coming, whatever it is. You know, it's always like, you know, it, 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 the mix happens during the season. It's just, you know, it's, he's quarterbacking and then, and then it's a mix of celebrity going on in there. You know what I'm saying? And like, bruh. Just quarterback, bro. Like just quarter. If you, if I remember me and Russ used to compete to see who's gonna get to the facility first. And I and I and I and, I, and I'm just like, man, you know, I I hope that's. I, I'm pretty sure he still does that. I'm sure he still wants to be the first uh, to the facility, you know. But if he's not, then I would tell him. If he's not, I would tell him, like, bro, you got that. That's you. That's mm-hmm. you. That's you. Years one, two, and three, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. Forget about that, Russ. You know what I'm saying? The underdog. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you a celebrity and all that kind of shit now. But, man, do that. Like, I understand, like, with the dynamic with, with, with the family and everything like that. But, man, like, I just, you know, some of that some of that celebrity shit, man, leave that shit in the offseason. That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Offseason is for. And sometimes you just, you know, like, you hear about, like, Russ is doing, you know, he quarterbacking, and all of a sudden, like, he coming out with a new fragrance and shit like that, and it's week seven of the season, and it's just like, bro. Can you can you do not me? not quarterbacking all the way. I hear you, no. Turbo. Sure. Like, that's it. Wait. That's it. That's the only thing that I would tell, like, bro, you're not quarterbacking all the way. And maybe that's why you threw two picks. I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just, I would, as his homeboy, as, as yeah. a real as homeboy, a friend, yeah, as, as a real, I'm not trying to judge or nothing like that, but just as a, because I want him to be the best, period, yeah. period. I want him to be the best. I want him to be, I know what he wants and I want it for him too. And I would tell him like, bro, 
during the season, bro. Like you, I know, I know, I get it, I get it. I know you got the other boo boo. You so, but man, be a celebrity in the off season, man. Yeah. Fuck all that shit. And the, during the season, bro, just if you would just quarterback like these other, like the Rod, they all they do is quarterback during the season. Mahomes, yeah, they got other shit. They got commercials and. Mm-hmm. But during not during the season, they just quarterback, and you don't hear about none of that extra shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Bruce Russ would do too. Turbo, can you do me a favor, since you are so close with Russell and you guys are friends and everything? Can you, for me, please ask him to stop doing Mister Unlimited, please? <laughs> I only saw one. <laughs> how many? How many? What is it? Uh, there's been more than one. I, I played it for a lofa. <laughs> there's been more than one. I just, funny. I love him in every way, but just Mister Unlimited has to go. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a little much. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Turbo! Before we get you out of here, Lofa has his company Zone In CBD, and so on the show we like to zone in on things. Speaking of the company, though, by the way, ZoneInCBD.com is where you go for all of your CBD needs. Nice. If you're up there in the PNW, you can pick it up in person at Bartell Drugstores everywhere. Um, oh, nice. But uh, I'll send so you some. Turbo. Let's uh, <laughs> let's zone in though on running for you because I know it's very important to you. And uh, tell us what's going on with with that your your charity, your foundation. Um, what's going on? Yeah. So two older sisters. My two older sisters, uh, Trina. She passed away when she was real young. She was only twenty one. I was about mm. six. She had MS. And my other sister that I spoke about earlier was born with a pretty severe form of cerebral palsy. She wasn't supposed to live past five years. Mm. But like I mentioned, she ended up living until she was 39 or, or 40. And uh, so my foundation is geared towards helping people who are afflicted with MS or cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. uh, as well as, uh, you know, community outreach, like with the youth, you know, youth sports and stuff like that, athletics and everything. Uh, and so we're partnered with the Seattle Foundation right there in Seattle. And we've been partnered for there since 2014, uh, and we've done some pretty cool events. Being part of the community is just massively important. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're actually really looking forward to. Uh, I haven't done any events or anything like that in Seattle, but now that I have moved back there, uh, we are planning some pretty cool stuff uh, to do, uh, particularly with uh, paraplegic and disability. Or athletes with disabilities. Okay, uh, and that is a uh, an area that we haven't really attacked, and uh, that's one that I want to uh, get involved in. Cool. So, yeah, good for cool you, stuff. man. Well, if you need yeah. any uh, support or anyone to show up to those things, uh, count me in. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have to uh, make sure I get you guys' number and stuff like that. Oh yeah, you know? for Absolutely. sure. Where where can people go? Uh, is there a website or anything we want to point people towards? Our listeners that can go help out. Absolutely. Uh, there's a couple places. Uh, you can go to my Twitch channel and donate to the foundation, twitch.tv slash Robert J. Turbin. But if you want like more information about the foundation, read up on it, uh, see some of the things that we've done in the past, just go to my website, which is robertjturbin.com. Uh, website is, it's running, uh, just hasn't been updated in a while. COVID had a lot to do with that. Right. You know, my marketing company ended up kind of going under uh, due to due to COVID, but you know, it, no worries. You know, we're all still working together and, and rebounding very well. But the the website is still functioning, so you'll still be able to see a lot of the things that we've done. Uh, 
but it won't have any upcoming things on there, not yet at least, uh, but it's still running and everything like that. RobertJTurban.com. Cool. Well, that's it for us this episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you guys got questions or comments, you can always hit us up, SeahawksPod at gmail.com. Very special thank you and, and all of that. We really appreciate it. Robert, thanks for jumping on the show with us and, and being with us. Um, Lofa, anything else to add before, before we really get out of here? We've covered a lot of ground. No, man, uh, I appreciate your time, Turbo. Um, and, uh, yo, with ball, man, just keep fucking going, man, until you don't want to do it anymore. You I know, I, I, I want to see you back in there, so fucking just keep going, man. Um, that, yeah. We usually break it down, so do the running backs have a breakdown that – that's what I was going to say. I was going to ask him to break it down. I mean, we break it down yeah. at the end of every episode. So, Turbo, if you don't mind, please. And it's usually uh, it's usually just the RBs on three with us. You know? RB, RBs on three it is. Right, come on. Go Put ahead, your hands in the middle. Let's go, guys. Good practice, everybody. Way to do it out there. There you go. So, RBs on three. One, two, three. RBs. 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 <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.